my name is Paula McGurdy and I am a visual artist based in Dublin in Ireland and I started this podcast last year in lockdown and really the idea was to champion other female uh, artists within Ireland um, just to hear more about their story and I am fascinated by how people got into art, what their creative background is, a bit more about their process, all of that. I love it. I think it's really, really fascinating. And I think regardless of whether you're an artist or not, I think to find out a bit more about how people create things is a wonderful thing. So I hope you enjoy them. Um, this series is on podcasts. So all of the main podcasts, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all of those places. Um, and it's also available on YouTube as well. So you can see them on my YouTube channel channel Paula McGurdy um, if you like it please subscribe please like please share obviously the way that these get out there and are seen more is if you guys champion them as well and champion the artists that are sharing as well they give their time up as well to be here and to chat and share more about their process and it's an amazing thing Hi Paul, oh, hello. Can I can. How are you, Isabel? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Can you hear me okay, Isabel? I can. Because, I can. Okay. Perfect. Because I'm actually flying solo today. This is I've decided I, I figured out how to do all of the all of the necessary techie things. That's I say I figured out. Well, we'll see how this goes, Isabel. You're watching great so far. So far, so good. Anyway, if everything just goes black and there's, you know, no noise or anything. We'll you'll blame you for to... me. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to call in my um, tech assistant, a.k.a. my husband. So, but hopefully it all goes well. Anyway. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it's lovely to meet you and um, see some of your beautiful works in behind you there as well. Oh, thanks so much. It's lovely to meet you too. Yeah. I followed so your work. Oh, thank you. gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, and likewise, so you're based in Dublin, is that right, Isabel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm based in Dublin by the sea. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Yes, which you can tell from obviously your, your landscapes and stuff like that, so... Yeah. So let's dive right in. I guess um, the format is really just a very kind of relaxed conversation, I suppose. And um, so I, I tend to start with the beginnings, like where did you begin and finding out a bit more about your story. And so I'd love to know, how did you get into art? Was it always there? Um, a bit about the beginnings. Um, well, I suppose I was like my family was always very artistic. Um, my mum and dad were really like my dad was um, an architect, but painted kind of in his spare time. My mum would have written um, and they would have collected art. We would have always gone like when I was a kid, we would have always gone to art exhibitions. And, you know, they were always kind of getting a new piece or, you know, really excited about it. So um, I suppose it was there in the background very much. Um, but I never considered that it was for me. I always thought, no way, not a hope in hell. I'm not going into art. Uh, I'm going to do something. Like I was, for example, really into cars when I was a kid. I used to collect them. I knew every car on the road. Mm -hmm. So then um, when I was in school, I was, you know, good at languages, uh, loved travel, 
So I thought, that's it. I want to work for Ferrari in Italy. Um, why not maybe rather ratty I'm not sure so I'd probably give my 18 year old self talking to but um, one of those or Tesla you know Tesla that'd be great oh that's right up my son's avenue right now yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway I uh, started studying um, Italian commerce uh, in UCD and didn't really find that commerce was a good fit because um, obviously my my temperament wasn't kind of <laughs> into the macro microeconomics of the, the thing. So I went to Italy for a year and um, I w- moved to Bologna and there I was working for an Irish gift shop there. Sorry, that's very circuitous to get no, to my that's point. that's great. I thought you were going to say you were working for Ferrari and I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. I love it. <laughs> no, but wait here. So um, I was uh, working for an Irish gift shop in Bologna and through that I was doing these fairs. So they'd have mm. their mad about their fairs in Italy and I was doing fairs in Modena and Milan and, um, you know, kind of little backwaters in Tuscany. And there was um, one fair in Modena that um, it was one of my first ones, I think. And I just had the stand of like Irish gift wear, you know, little iron jumpers and tweed hats and stuff, you know, and mugs um, with shamrocks. But uh, anyway, (laughs) at the table in Modena, uh, who rocks up to the table but the technical manager of Ferrari and his wife? He was Scottish. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And we got on really, really well. It was pre-mobile phone, so um, I'm telling my age. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he, was um, it pre-email, though, Isabel? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was pre-email. Like, it was ridiculous. You know, I actually, I had gotten my job in Bologna through going into the Italian Institute in Dublin and scouring through all the phone books. To look for numbers and look for addresses to like and sent off loads of these ridiculous letters saying, I pretty much don't have a word in Italian, but give me a job. <laughs> um, so anyway, I hit it off with the technical manager of Ferrari and his wife. And they said, and I had said, oh, I always really wanted to work in Ferrari, blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, fantastic. We're throwing a barbecue this Sunday and we'd love you to come. And all the team will be there. Oh, fantastic. That's amazing. How exciting. And I had my little diary and I wrote it in. He gave me his business card, I think. And maybe I wrote in, you know, whatever details. And I was to get in contact and I lost my diary. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That was my my moment of, you know. Oh my God, what could be sliding doors? But sliding. Uh, it wasn't meant to be, Isabel. It, it wasn't, wasn't meant to be. And no, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And I love visiting Italy, but definitely, you know, my heart is here. My heart is by the sea and in the cold. You know, yeah. I'm much more a creature of the cold. So, okay. um, yeah, I think uh, it was it was destiny to lose my place in the Ferrari dynasty, you know. <laughs> yeah. But every time you see a Ferrari going by, you're like, oh, what? I could have been designing cars or driving them or <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Oh, the other um, yeah. so then I came back and um went back to arts in U C D and focused on languages. And then after that I was kind of thinking, you know, what'll I do with my arts degree? Um and I was quite interested in architecture. Uh, my parents were over in Florence at that stage. 
um, and dad was doing an art course over there. So, and we always got on so well. So I headed over there um, after kind of going traveling and I was thinking of working on a portfolio for architecture. And so I went along to these um, open studios. You know, you go into these kind of really old um, art schools and mm. into these amazing open studios that are just these ancient spaces. And you could be any time in history, really, you know. Yeah. And um, so just drawing from scratch, like I had done art for the leaving and, you know, always fine at it, but yeah. never got a buzz off it. Yeah. So this was just like this big adrenaline, like this drug that I couldn't get enough of then. And I was wow. kind of going, oh my God, I never realized that, you know, I love this so much. Yeah, so, how life-giving it could be, I guess. Yeah, know? like it yeah. gave me this because I was kind of, you know, looking for a purpose. I knew I loved languages. I knew, you know, various elements, but putting it together. And I think that's so hard for people in secondary school kind of having to know what they want to do yeah you know for life really and no at 17 or 18 it's like oh, it's so yeah. daunting yeah yeah um so then I so I studied there for a while I attended um the Cecil school which was amazing like you learned the site size method um which is I don't know if you know have you come across no, the site size method so no. it's a lot of walking it's a lot okay. of walking so you have your easel beside the subject, whether it's a sitter or a still life or a plaster cast. And you have your easel beside that, which is on a black backdrop. The light never changes. The light is always pristinely, you know, exact. Yeah. And you have your tape there where, you, you know, you tape off your easel and then you tape where you're going to stand a few meters back. Okay. And you're constantly toing and froing making a mark, moving back, making a mark, moving back. And it's okay. all like transferring the image. Your eye is flicking from one to the other. It's a really, really interesting method. Um, so precise, precise. precision. Mm. Very precise and no deviation, you know, um, okay. but excellent as a method. Um, so then... And that was in I, Italy, Isabel, wasn't it? That was, in, that Italy was in, in Italy, yeah. 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 And then, and that was my kind of first formal, you know, tuition in uh, drawing um, and yeah. painting. So then um, I got a place on a portfolio, or sorry, not a portfolio course. Um, it was a two-year um, diploma course. Sorry, two, what am I saying? A two-year um, portrait course and okay, yeah. uh, London. And that was in Heatherley's in Chelsea. And... That was just amazing, you know, coming from Florence and then moving to London and just having all these incredible um, artists. They were practicing artists who were coming in and tutoring and then going back to their studio. They weren't kind of, you know, I'd like to be painting, but I'm actually teaching, you know. Yeah, very inspiring, but uh, um, aspirational, I guess, you know. So they're modeling what could be possible for you as well, which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, that was brilliant. Uh, that was just getting to, you know, just see the different styles and get the different inputs from the different tutors and having all these fantastic models that you just go, oh my God, like it was just, you know, it was incredible. You you just, um, you were spoiled for choice. So like Monday to, to Thursday, 
you'd be working on, you know, whatever you were doing in studio as part of the course. And then Friday was a full day studio of just life drawing. Um, and it's just brilliant. It was really, really good, really exciting. And, you know, it was like, I just, from my time in London, I was just completely focused on that. I kind of didn't come up for air at all and look at the the broader, I don't feel like I was in London because I was just, you know, so kind of tunnel visioned to learning and just immersed in what I, you know, what I was doing. It was, it was just, it was like complete obsession, you know? Um, so then I came back to Ireland. Sorry, I'm keeping on talking. (laughs) No, I love this. This is fascinating. I love the story behind it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I came back to Ireland and just for the landscape that had surrounded and that I'd grown up around. Yeah. I just saw through new eyes and got such, you know, a buzz off that. Um, it was incredible to be able to try and express it on canvas, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I suppose, like, I was with um, galleries then and I was just thrilled that people wanted my work, you know. Yeah. And they wanted my work in their homes. So that was that was just a lovely, a lovely feeling, you know. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess your style though as well, it's quite um it, it's quite recognizable as a like in terms of your landscapes. Did you come back and start working on that? Did that form over a certain period of time in terms of your current works? Or when you came back, was your work very different than what it is now? Yeah, it's like, you know, I suppose like anything, it's kind of like an evolution, you know, you you hone what you want and what you want to say, you kind of, um, bit by bit, you take bits out, a lot out, like, you know, kind of, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the amount that I was leaving in, I would take out, you know, a huge percentage of, you know, and texturally and everything, you know, you're just, I suppose it's as you you know get to really kind of mature your style and you know push your your ability to you know recognize that you can control what you're you're doing on canvas that that's that's something that really kind of is interesting you know that I'm I'm kind of finding maybe I'm coming late to it but it's like you have control over everything that you do it's and you know in the past sometimes I would have felt like you know things were happening beyond my control um even with my work that it would just you know would happen and it would you know it was interesting in that but you know just to have that to kind of pull back and control and stop and you know um yeah I think that's kind of changed so to really hone what I want to um to kind of yeah to, to simplify I suppose what yeah. you know what I'm putting down um and has kind of happened over time and it's oils that you work in Isabella is that right yes. yeah 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 oils mostly like I do um I do some portraiture as well and that would be um usually for like my big for I don't know if you can see I saw the one that you did of your no, yeah, it's show it to us <laughs> I saw that's your daughter isn't it yeah I know yeah, yeah it's opposite isn't it on the camera I love that, Isabel. That is just such a beautiful drawing. Anytime I see it, I'm just, 
I love it. It's the style <laughs> of how you use it. Is it through? Is it pencil that you've used? Or? It's pencil. Pencil. Um, and it's yeah, beautiful. like I've done a few, a good few commissions um, uh, with, you know, people contacting me just wanting, you know, pieces like that of their children. And that's, um, that's been wonderful to work on. It's such a, like a, you know, a faith and a trust mm. to have for, you know, yeah. someone to, to draw your child who, mm. you know, you're so kind of immersed in their faces and how you, yeah. you see them and how you know them, like anyone, you know, you know, yeah. so, um, so that's been a big privilege and really lovely. Like just, I just love the kind of the amplified size and the exaggerated size yeah um, and then the simplicity of the pencil I think it really gorgeous yeah. it kind of works as a contrast yeah there's it's stunning 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 I love it yeah yeah um and the oils then when did you get into painting with oils was that through um college or was that more through when you came home and started I mean testing things out and it was it was during college um, in London that yeah. uh, I would have been, you know, kind of really introduced. Well, I started a bit in Florence, um, like it was mostly I was working in charcoal yeah. in Florence. Mm -hmm. um, but then by the time um, when I came to London, it was kind of right plunge into oils, you know, yeah. and I was painting then when I wasn't in um, college, I was in my little room. And I had like a massive easel, massive canvases because I always loved working big. So like the fumes, I probably, you know, did some damage. Yeah. <laughs> so strong, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So and like yeah. even even tidying up your process over the years, you know, tidying up because right now, like where I'd love a showmra and I'd love like I used to have a studio, but now it's mm. just in our circumstances, you know, we live we have um like a small house you know and there's um a garden a small garden on each side so there's no possibility of a showmer or anything so I'm working like in our home um in our open plan space um so that's really just trying to kind of whittle down what I use whittle down my palette my mm. you know everything is is quite um precise you know it needs mm. to kind of fit uh Compactly. Space, yeah, and space really dictates efficiently, yeah, what you mm. create and how you work, doesn't it? It, it has an, an enormous um, effect on what you create, I think, you know. Yeah. So yeah. working in your house, then how, like... How does your day to day go? I, this I've got a small room, so this is in our, in our home as well. But it's it's my own room. It's teeny, it's teeny <laughs> tiny, but yeah, it's uh, a room. but it's, it's still a room it is. Yeah, it's my own space, and I can close yeah. the door, Isabel, which is a joy. Something <laughs> um, <laughs> so small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get your room. You get your showroom one of these yeah. days, or big studio. Wait, you see. Um, so how how do you work? Like, talk to talk us through. I guess a bit more about your process of your day to day. How does that work in terms of obviously you've got a family and yeah. all of that? How do you work around that? So, um, what I'd be doing is it's a mad scramble to get the kids to school every morning. You know, mm -hmm. um, and then I, then I go for my swim, and that okay, yeah, is lovely. almost like a start of the process start of my day my time like say you know we have three kids and 
I was home with the kids. Like I was so lucky to be able to be at home with them, you know, until our eldest was around eight. Um, you know, we didn't have to kind of, you know, get childminders or get, you know, no pair or anything like that. Um, and I suppose since our youngest went to Montessori, it's been a journey of getting back to me and getting back to myself, getting yeah. back to my swims, getting back to the ritual of creating work and having that continuity, not just dipping in and out for like, you know, a commission that might come in or, you know, when you kind of really have this drive, this need, like as, you know, a creative person that you'll always be painting. But if it's your work and your career, you're bloody making time for it, you know, uh, and you're treating it like, you know, a nine to five or a nine to two or a nine to whatever, you know, but it's yeah. definitely. Um, so getting back to swimming was a major part of getting back to me, getting back to my work. Um, and then I, so I go for my swim, I get back to the studio or get back home. I call it the studio. Now. I call it the studio. <laughs> more. Yeah. Own it, yeah. own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, so then I would work, like I'd work solidly. I'd kind of do, um, I'd work solidly usually from, you know, 10 until two. And then it's time to collect the kids. So um, I kind of, uh, like I do a bit of, I kind of find the peripheral sort of, you know, social media stuff and just catching up with like, say, commission inquiries and that, um, you know, you have to make a bit of time for that too. Mm. Um, so kind of over the week, um my mornings are completely dedicated to that, you know, mostly painting and then a bit of the, you know, sending emails and admin. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of those other necessary things as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, I guess I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here now, Isabel, but you talked about three kids and getting back to your process. In terms of, I follow... Um, uh, carve out time for art I don't know if you know Marissa Huber um, no no she, so on Instagram and herself and oh gosh I can't remember um the other lady's name it'll come to me um uh they wrote a book and it's called the motherhood of art and it's all about um artists who are also mothers and how they oh. carve out that time for themselves how did you find kind of in terms of having younger kids because I this is something I get asked a bit myself like in terms of the balance between having children but also having an art practice and keeping on top of that was that something yeah. that you were able to do when the kiddies were a little bit smaller or did you really decide that that wasn't going to be a part of things or did that kind of fall away for the time or did you try and keep on top of process whilst you had small children um, it's I going back, I know, but maybe I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. but from the get-go, like getting pregnant the first time, kind of, you know, sort of was a little bit out of the blue, and I just stopped painting. I just hmm. couldn't. Um, whatever it was, it was like um, I just well, I was quite morning sick, but you know, I just felt like my that part of my brain was kind of, you know, 
Mm. it almost seemed irrelevant in a weird way. Um, you know, kind of that sort of, you know, immer- being immersed in creativity. Because I'm like, I work very intensively when I am painting or, you know, um, drawing. So I suppose it just, it takes so much energy, you know. Um, but then towards the end of my first, when I was pregnant with my um, first Matilda, she's 10 now, um, I got the opportunity of taking a studio in the RHA. And for that, I was like, right, it was kind of towards the end of the pregnancy. It was really hot summer. And I was just really conscious of, um, you know, the fumes and, you know, whatever, because I was kind of, uh, you know, just conscious for the first time in my life of, you know, doing damage when it wasn't yeah. just me. Um, so I was working in pastels for that. And that was lovely. I worked on a, a very different set of work. Um while I was there in pastels, really, really highly coloured, based on kind of some new drawings I had done, some life drawings. And uh, I really enjoyed working on those, actually. Um, and then after having her, I was kind of, yeah, like I'd get the odd commission. Um, and then there was an opportunity that came for, with, um, you know, the Percent for Art scheme mm-hmm. um, when she was around two. And I actually got commissioned to do this like I put in this proposal for um St Luke's Hospital at James's um Mm -hmm. in Dublin um for the oncology and they have this um they had like this this um state-of-the-art building and of course they have a percentage when they do a new building they have a percentage that needs to go to artwork Mm -hmm. in the building and you walked in to this huge foyer that spanned three floors and there was a glass ceiling on it and there was a massive wall. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally need something <laughs> yeah. big. Yes. Like, yeah. It was it was huge. Massive. So I put in this proposal thinking they'll never go for it. And anyway, like, how could I with, you know, a two-year-old? And anyway, they did go for it. <laughs> and um, it was six panels of, uh, I think each panel was um, one and a half by one meter. So it was like. No, one, yeah, it was like it was around, what was it? All together, all the panels put together were around three meters by, um, by four and a half meters, I think. So it was, it was quite sizable mm, and an yeah. amazing opportunity. And I loved every second of it, but it was out of my, it was out of my comfort zone, you know. But once I was in it, I was like, you know, I was grand. Um, yeah. so I suppose things like that was, that took me by surprise getting that. Um, and then I was very much about, like, I kind of, I put my creativity into being with the kids in other ways. Like I would have been, you know, sort of pouring it into, you know, baking or throwing little parties for them or doing whatever else would get the creativity out of you, (laughs) you know, or making costumes or doing all that. And now I find I'm kind of totally stepped back from that, getting very lazy and normal. Yeah, like, it's my time now. It's my time. No more baking. No more baking, baby. No, no, no. more parties, children. I'm sorry. No more parties. No more parties. No. Go make your own entertainment. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of there too, Isabel. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
Well, yeah. I, you know, it can have, um, I think the motherhood thing um, with an artist, I, I always say both of them are full time. Like in terms of oh. as an artist, your head is always, I'm always thinking about my work or what, what, you know, something else that I see that in some way relates or reflecting on something or researching something. But it's the same with motherhood as well. It's like it's 24 hours as well, you know, and yeah, the two yeah. just kind of collide and sometimes they work well and sometimes not so well yeah. it would be, <laughs> you know it, it would, we, sorry, sorry go on Isabel yeah um no it was like because my husband um is an animator as well okay. um and like he's you know he do well he's he kind of does lots of different things like he do puppet building and he do you know um and there was always a little bit of Oh, you know, if he'd say, "Oh, I just really want to get to do my own thing," and you know, try to <laughs> do the sympathetic face that wasn't was <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Um, but this summer, it was um, he actually. We kind of. I took. Um, I wasn't uh, painting that much because the kids were home from school, but also he had. Um, this great idea for a TV program, uh, for a kids TV program. And um, I think I can say it now, but um, he went to RTE and they really went for it. So um, we set about, he kind of had to put a team together quickly this year and our three kids were in it, in the TV program. Three kids and two puppets. And... um, It'll be called, it's the imagination machine. So um, that was, I actually ended up working as um, like production designer on that. So I was setting, I was doing the the set design and the wardrobe for it. So that was like just fantastic because even like your palette, you know, your kind of just your aesthetic, you know, I'm putting it into... Something similar but different, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just wow. it's so broad. With- How amazingly creative, and also like your kids obviously are growing up in an extremely creative family, and for them to be part of that then as well, that's just wonderful, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah, you kind of like the night before it filming was starting, and um, I kind of had this like sudden, oh my god, are we damaging our children? <laughs> doing- you know. Oh, what are we doing? But um, it was really like we just really wanted to keep it all very familiar and very close to home. Um, and even like their school, which is up the road, um, the principal there was fantastic. With uh, he rented out um a couple of rooms, and they were able to build a green screen there. Um, because there's there's like part with the story, there's part in the real world in a playroom that I was responsible for setting up. And then they go into this cardboard box. That's the imagination machine. And then that brings them off into this um, cardboard world of whatever they want to find out about. So like the Vikings, the moon, deep sea, you know, various things. So it was, it was just, it was lovely, but it's just like, it's that kind of, you know, friction between two people being creative <laughs> and, yeah. um you know, for I mean, in, in family life, you know, and trying to yeah. find the balance, like of who, um, who gets the, the, the time, 
is it, a time and who, yeah, and who is, you know, prior gets the priority. So like now we're finding much more of a an even keel with, you know, pri- prioritizing work. And, you know, if I have a show coming up or if I have something coming up or if he has something coming up, like at the moment he's all systems go. So, yeah. you know, he's getting he's getting the preferential treatment. Mm, I guess the it's ebb and flow, isn't it, Isabel? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. ebb and flow, but um, yeah, it's compromise as well, isn't it? You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, I completely, I completely get that. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so talk us through a bit about your work. How would you, um, more on the, I guess, the practical side of things? I don't know. Um, how, first of all, how would you describe your work um, for those who don't know your work? We're kind of going a little bit backwards, but you know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yet. <laughs> I <laughs> no, this is so interesting. This is exactly why people love these conversations as well. You know, it's interesting. But tell us yeah. a bit about your, your work. Um, how would you describe it? Um, I always find it really hard to describe my work. Um, I think I would be. Probably I can describe how I go about it, but yeah, actually to see it as someone else, I yeah. find that, you know, hard. Um, well, if you prefer to tell us how you go about it, that is just fine. Yeah. That's easier for you. <laughs> we can so, do that. I'd be very, like when I'm working, it's very physical and it's very um, concentrated. It's like, like I wouldn't have a few works on the go. I'd be focused. It's like a monogamous relationship for, okay. you know, an intense kind of amount of time. Uh, mm. And then it's, you know, I usually don't revisit a work. I don't sit for months, think, you know, kind of going over. It's, a, it's about a, a moment in time and kind of putting across that um, uh, just the energy trying to capture it and trying to kind of keep it elevated or keep it I don't know if this sounds really bullshitty but it's just trying to I often think like you know especially for these pieces where one stroke leads to another stroke and answers and demands something you know that there's it's kind of like a conversation between all the different parts and keeping that um energy floating. yeah yeah okay. keeping it um because you, you can just make it all sink and make it all flat and make it all just go if you're not focused that's or if I'm not focused that's how that's how I kind of how I work on these you know that it's like it's it's um it's almost like you know a kind of a meditation that you're fully in it and it's it's all um each each line and each um you know piece of color is kind of corresponding to uh another somewhere else on the surface mm. um i know it's a bit of a strange explanation i find it no i find the way that you said well yes like the conversation i think art is very much like that when you're making 
anything in terms of a composition. I think it is a to and fro, a back and forth. So I completely, yeah, that lands so well with me. But I love also what you said about, so I work on many, uh, many paintings at different times. And I love that you said you're so focused that it's like a monogamous relationship that you're just, yeah. you and me, we're here, yeah. this is it. And you're just giving it all your attention. I think that's amazing because I, I can't do that. <laughs> Not in my relationships, obviously I'm talking about paintings here. My husband will be like, what's she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this won't be pop, pop, uh, published. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that. I love the way that you describe that because um, I guess I know quite a few artists who would work on multiple paintings at the same time or various artworks that they're kind of toing and froing and back backward and forward but I love the fact that you're saying I just give my energy to this one thing and that's where my soul focus goes because just that that's where you know that you have to be at that time as opposed to being drawn over here and over there and then your energy is pulled in various different ways so yeah yeah really I suppose it's it's a bit like a stream of consciousness in a way mm. you know yeah. um and it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's just a, like it's a special time for me. It's really special getting back to painting mm. and getting that time, getting back to that private, personal, inner time and inner space mentally, you know, and physically, like not being touched, you know, not being asked how to spell things, not being asked, you know, a million different questions, you know, that you are. That's so wonderful, you know having kids in your life that's a wonderful part of it but also it's nice yeah. to step back and get your own you know your yeah. own kind of headspace again so I suppose it's it's that it's allowing that to come out and allowing that to kind of you know um to just to give that space and to 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 celebrate it in a way mm -hmm. um uh yeah like I'd say you know for my work as well the sea like for my landscape work I often get this feeling like I, I particularly like swimming in the winter in the cold um and I need that feeling of you know vulnerability or um just that kind of I can't think of the word, but that, you know, just that solitary simplicity uh, that you're, it's just you and it being, yes. you know, everything that's mm -hmm. important and anything, you know, mentally, anything that's coming in on you from your life, you know, that you just shed it and you leave it behind with your little pile of clothes on the shore. Mm. and when you come back to that little pile of clothes it's not as big mm. and it's intensely um kind of purifying and it helps me be a nicer person I'm sure mm. um but it also I think that's kind of something that I 
that informs my work as well you know just that like I sometimes feel like I'm lost in you know in a like I want to get lost in the painting or want to be Mm. surrounded by that sea and sky and feel that uncertainty or that vulnerability or that you know that immersion so Mm. um which is the same as swimming as well I guess isn't it the whole idea of immersiveness into the water and this particularly with cold water it's just makes you feel so alive doesn't it it just yeah it, it, it lights everything up or or highlights everything I guess you know yeah yeah it sort of shocks your body into yeah. like just with you know say for anyone you know who is grieving or anyone you know going through difficult times it's it's immense the power of it mm. you know um and then to be able to, I suppose it's like, you know, for me, it's kind of trying to express it then, you know, express that feeling or express that, you know, um, that that really informs us, mm. uh, what I come back to the studio with, mm. back home with. Course, yeah. Have you, have you always done a kind of sea swimming or since, since you moved back, has that been something that? I did for, um, before I let's see now when I was in my kind of early 20s I used to go down with my dad every day down to the 40 foot um he was always a great swimmer and um then since our youngest started in Montessori then I started back at it and um it's uh yeah it's like coming home you know it's like a, like it's funny there are friends of mine who um they teach the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you've heard I about know, Wim yes, Hof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, I go to my friend's house to do an ice bath sometimes. And it's well, a treat. It's a treat. Like it's it's sitting into that um, is like relief. Uh, I don't understand why I'm, you know, just wired that way. I know it's weird, but you know I'm going with it <laughs> <laughs> I guess your body has become accustomed to if you're swimming in the sea every day in the Irish sea is bloody cold isn't it you know so yeah. if you're swimming in the sea and so your body is already at a you've regulated your body to be accustomed to I mean an ice bath is I guess next level but um yeah maybe you've accustomed acclimatized is that the word I'm looking for acclimatized yeah, maybe, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean it's so good yeah my husband's into Wim Hof and um, he's such a character isn't he you know oh unbelievable Um, he's 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 kind of a crazy Dutchman isn't he but I think there's a lot of truth in what like in so much of what he says about it's good for our immune system and all of that kind of stuff I don't know the science behind it but anyway I'm intrigued by him (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I haven't done an ice bath though (laughs) maybe one of these days yeah (laughs) I still I'm still um I, I have done sea swimming actually we were gonna go today but um I I have my ups and downs with that. Sometimes I just it's the fear factor. That's what I think it is. It's the fear of not necessarily it's the fear of the cold. It's not necessarily the water, but it's the fear of the cold. It's like when it takes your breath away, you know, it's like that's yeah. what I mean, like about how it makes you feel so alive when you're immersed in it, you know. There's you, yeah. you just know it's just you, it's you and the elements. That's it, you know, yeah. and 
surrender. everything else falls away. Yeah, just surrender. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Okay, you've inspired me, Isabel. <laughs> Go for it, Paula. <laughs> I'll be sending you messages now. You'll never yeah, know where yeah, I am, isn't it? Come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Meet you there in 20. <laughs> okay, I'm gone. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd love to be able to bring the kids along, but they're not. My son, is, in particular, is not interested. My daughter, though, over the summertime we went. And yeah. She's probably a lot braver than I am, but yeah. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the other things I was going to talk to you about, um, Isabel, it's a complete uh, gear shift, but um, uh, what I'd love to, I guess, sort of debunk that idea of the starving artist, which is just that story that goes through art college or whatever it is, family saying it to you, society, that whole thing of you can never make a living from your art because... Even Elizabeth Gilbert, do you know Elizabeth Gilbert? Her, she's written yeah. a few books, Big Magic and stuff. She even wrote about it saying how you shouldn't ask your your art, be it, vi be it visual art or writing or whatever it is, that you shouldn't ask it to pay the way for you, which I actually disagree with. I think if, mm -hmm. if you're given something like, not that we're given this gift, but if you have something that you love and you're passionate about and you want to put it out into the world and you're making and creating something, I don't see why you cannot make a living from it. Um, so I guess that whole side of things with debunking the, the starving, starving artist into saying, actually, you can be a thriving artist and have it as a business. And I think for so long, people, there's that thing in the art world of Many people don't like to talk about money or don't like to talk about the business side of things because it seems like it takes away in some way from it being this romantic practice that you're doing. But I really believe that as an artist, if you're selling your works and people are coming to you and buying them, it is a business. You know, there, there is a business side to it. This is a big, long way for me to get to the point. Sorry. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of a rant at the same time, I guess. <laughs> Um, but I'm wondering, like, in terms of the business side of things, um, where, like, have you done anything to help you on that side? Because I know for me, it wasn't something that was taught in art college at all. It wasn't even talked about. It wasn't even like, oh, you need to, it, it was just like you can approach galleries, but you need to get a CV together before you can do that. So you already have to have some kind of exhibitions before you can go down that route but well, fundamentally that was their only way of saying that you could make money um and I'm wondering how do you go about your day-to-day -day in terms of people approach you for commissions but how do you work around the systems that you've put in place for it to be a viable art business for you I should um, probably just um cut out like I, I need to edit about five minutes of what I've just said <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I'm passionate about this, Isabel. <laughs> um, yeah, I have really, like, I really enjoy the kind of business side of it as well. And I think you can be really creative with that and have yeah. a lot of fun with it. And mm. instead of, you know, the old-fashioned model of just purely going through the 
well, not so much the old fashioned model. It works for people and it's, you yeah. know, a fantastic thing of, yeah. you know, going solely through the gallery. You never have contact with your buyers or the people who like your work. You know, you only ever get feedback in terms of sales, monetary sales um, or monetary feedback, really, um, yeah. from the gallery uh, or for going through the gallery. Um, I think it's lovely to kind of be able to connect with people um, who are looking at your work, not even buying it, just looking at it, having, you know, kind of seeing people's reactions to it. So, say, doing things like pop-up um, studios, uh, doing things like, you know, plein air painting or um you know getting online and mm. promoting your work or just putting you know pieces of your work even archived pieces of your work if you don't have that much current work um you know putting those online and starting conversation just being a little bit creative and thinking laterally mm. about who might look at my work you know who might look at my work or trying to kind of explore the avenues like social media is just incredible I remember mm. a few years ago um my dad had broken his hip and he was in um he was convalescing uh, in hospital and he'd had like the you know he, he's a great storyteller um and uh, he loved chatting to the nurses you know and, all, and one of them was really into architecture um and she was really knowledgeable about it. And he was just fascinated that she was so knowledgeable from her research online, really. Um, and he was going, like, it's just amazing. It's this amazing tool that you all have at your fingertips now that they had, like, back, you know, in the 50s or whenever, when he would have been in his 20s, you know, they would have had, like, say, you know, a couple of issues of Time magazine coming to, to Limerick. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was like, just the broader world and the, you know, or say like interesting architecture. He would always, you know, because he was studying and obsessed with architecture. So, you know, like how did, you know, that information was so, um, so hard to come by really or harder to come by than it is now. And we can just do so much um, and connect with so many people. Um online so it's kind of it's really inspiring and it's really uh lovely to kind of think laterally and you know think mm. how could I kind of introduce more people to my work or how could I get out and even take myself out of my comfort zone by painting in front of people or like last Christmas I um there was a friend who had a space in Dunleary um and it was kind of in between tenants so she very kindly or they very kindly um, kind of offered me to put work in the window. Um, and that was like an amazing success. Brilliant. It was just, yeah. you know, it was this prime gallery window. It, it hadn't been a gallery and it isn't since. But, you know, it was like this prime gallery window, you know, in Dunleary, um, which was getting a lot of footfall and a lot of uh, people in lockdown as well, stuck at home and needing you know wanting to make their homes you know yeah. as kind of uh you know as rounded as possible and as welcoming as possible and whatever you know and, and giving them enough while they were stuck there so um that was that was just 
an amazing um, experience to meet so many people because like after setting up the window and um, just a gallery window um, in the weeks leading up to Christmas, I um, started using it as a studio and then people would pop in and see the work. I had work hanging in the space and uh, it was it was just amazing like people were you know uh it was it was just it was a great experience you know lovely to meet people and just a really nice um uh a nice way of connecting with and and you know hearing people's views on your work or your style or you know where I find it hard to express sometimes other people are much better at expressing (laughs) you know uh what their interpretation of your work you know or your style or that sort of thing I think there's you're right there's never been a better time like to be a creator with social media and so much knowledge at our fingertips like google is just you can learn anything, can't you? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, you saying about your dad and, and um, you know, they had like three copies maybe of Time magazine, you know. I just, yeah. you know, those days of just the encyclopedia or whatever being your, your knowledge base, it's just gone so far beyond that. And I think as yeah. creatives, you can, you can learn how to do anything and you can learn how to put yourself forward in, in, in so many creative ways, like from uh, be it a pop-up and a studio in a in a retail space I mean I think you're you're right you can be so creative about the avenues that you go down and how to put your work out there and yeah um, yeah. and not to see it as a chore you know it's not a chore it's just it's kind of part of it it's more it's like the spilling the ever like expansive you know just creativity it doesn't start a painting or stop the painting or you know it's it's it comes out in all different ways and we're all creative you know so it's yeah it's kind of creative absolutely yeah yeah. so what do you think is the most challenging part then about being an artist or or a creative what would you say um well I'm always saying like my kids three of them are really creative uh and I'm always saying and I don't know if it's the right thing to say you know and if they yeah I'm always saying well if you do something practical now do something practical do a practical degree and then you can do your other you know (laughs) so I find myself with that mantra um because I suppose I'm just uh sometimes especially if you're as a woman I found, you know, kind of having, being at home with the kids, sometimes I just really envied my friends who, you know, had to go back, had to go back to work, had to not just drum up this, you know, find the energy somewhere to drum up this like machine of yes, you know, kind of, you know, your own brand and your own thing that they had someone saying okay now's your time this is your date on the calendar physically you know that everyone in the office or corporation or whatever can see and that's the date that you need to go back to work and just to have that you know feeling of um purpose set by someone else in a way um yeah and as a as an artist, 
you know, no one is really doing that. It's coming from yourself because like you get, you know, if you've been with galleries and then you take time out uh, to be home with the kids, you have to just like climb up again. And, you know, Mm. if you take a a chunk of time out, Mm. uh, you have to kind of, you know, you have your practice there and you know you can do it, but you just have to remind people that you, you know, you exist. Um, So it's kind of, uh, for that, I suppose, I would say that was hard, but coming back to it, it's it's just brilliant and it's just like home and I wouldn't be going into an office. Like, you know, I find that really hard. Um, Mm. And I was really lucky as well to, you know, be able to be home with the kids. Um, Mm. I suppose like as well, you know, as a creative and like my husband being creative too, that you, you know, can have these patches that it's either feast or famine. And you're kind of going, holy moly, you know, this is a great month. And then, you know, the next month is just not Mm. quite (laughs) playing ball. So, you know, it's, I suppose it's it's a thing of being self-employed as well, you know. Yeah, uh, and the exactly. practical life things of you know looking for a mortgage or looking for you know that like you know you yeah. put down like artist even on insurance you know you put down artist as a job description and I'm sure they negative that negatively <laughs> impact on your quote and your premium yeah. you know I'm sure yeah 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 I'm sure his eyes rolling oh, oh. all over the place you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> those flaky people yes yeah yeah you know um, keep my eye on the road (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm looking at the trees (laughs) yeah there's a lot of self-motivation that's needed and determination i guess isn't there in terms of uh it as a like as a career as a as a career option that you go for so and also i mean that also reminds my dad my dad was always like you need to get yourself a trade. <laughs> like a trade yeah. is a good thing. You'll always have work if you do a trade. But yeah. I, needless to say, I didn't go into like carpentry or plumbing or something like that. But, no. <laughs> but it will always. I can. I can understand why you're saying that to your children. It's. It's like that's something of you know. Get yourself a, a foundation of a career. Go to college. Do something that you have an interest in. Get a decent job, and then later on in life, you go off and live it or whatever way. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not straightforward, I guess, that the artist's career in terms of it as a, uh, there's no safety net, I guess, sure there's not, there's no, no safety net in terms of it, there's no, there's no um, monthly, you're a regular, you know that you're employed by somebody, you get a monthly income, you have your pension, all of that kind of, it's not like that, you know, but I think it's also that's that's maybe the the negative side of things but I think also then the just the joy of doing something that you love and it balances it out you know that's what I think you know absolutely Um, you know so I get very emotional about it as well you know it's just one of those things that is just you know if you can't you couldn't you wouldn't be whole yeah you wouldn't be yourself yeah exactly um yeah so it's yeah it's one of those things 
Yeah. So tell us, Isabel, what's next for you? Do you have anything in the pipelines that you're working on? Anything exciting coming your way? Um, well, I'm really like the thing that I um I spoke about earlier the um the imagination machine like that's the yes. next one kind of um I'm really that that's due to be aired before Christmas so it's um okay. eleven episodes of eight minutes long um so just like already I'm kind of you know just thinking about um you know the possibilities of that aspect of things as well you know to kind of like have a little bit of uh you know they're talking about probably a second series too so you know just having that kind of aspect of things as well as like a sideline to what I do anyway um and in the meantime with my work I'm you know uh painting I'm you know back to because like my kind of role was um involved in the lead up and during filming um I was on hand then so then for the edits I'm kind of you know eased off and able to get back to my own work wow. um, yeah so oh, well uh, Isabel I wish you all the best with whatever your whatever happens with the the tv show and with the pop-up and your work is beautiful and it's been so lovely chatting to you um can you just tell us where can people find you so and um, so through my web, website. like my Instagram or my website, my website is isabelhenehan.com. And then uh, my Instagram is at isabelhenehanart. Okay. Um, Brilliant. That's where I am. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I will let, um, I'll put the comment, the, uh, the, links below that's the word I was looking for yes yeah um, <laughs> I'm a visual I could see it in my head I just couldn't get the words out the words are problematic sometimes yeah. definitely <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I appreciate um artists and you coming on Isabel to be able to put things into words because I think it's also lovely for people to understand your work and see it uh in a different way as well or understand a bit more about it so Isabel thank you so much for coming on today I'm off to go and have my swim now oh brilliant excellent <laughs> well, oh, we'll thanks see. so much Paula oh, it was lovely yeah, chatting with you yeah you too Isabel and we'll keep in touch great take care okay. take enjoy care. the rest of the weekend you too bye 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 there we go thank you that was um Isabel Heenahan and what a lovely conversation um, I hope you like this and if you do I would love for you to share um, I would love for you to subscribe and like as well because the reason why I ask you these things is because it, it actually extends the reach for other people to be able to listen to these conversations and see these chats so I would appreciate that so much thank you for joining me today and I hope you have a lovely day take care